You are highly lifted up, oh God. There is none like you. It's a new day and it is marvelous in our sight because we know that our God is able, our God is our life, our God does the impossible, our God knows the impossible. You are God, O oh Jehovah. Guide our steps, order our steps in your word today. Soak us with your presence, soak us with your mercy, protect us, O oh Father, and cause us to hear your word and follow it. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. My friend, good morning. How's your night? I trust that it was peaceful. I trust that it was joyous. Mine was refreshing. These days I sleep with some tiredness, but I thank God for his mercy is more. Yesterday, in introducing Daniel chapter 2, we looked at two very important quotes, and I would like to say them again before we continue in the story that is found in Daniel chapter 2. We saw one from Ken Sunday who said, trusting God does not mean believing he will do what you want, because of course, God doesn't always do what we want. But he continued to say that, but rather believing he will do everything he knows is good. Hallelujah. And then Corey Ten Boom said, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Do not be afraid to trust your known future to a known God. And yesterday we saw that Nebuchadnezzar, you know, was contemplating about his unknown future. And because his wise men and astrologers could not tell him what his dream was or the interpretation, he decided to eradicate all of them, to kill all of them. But Daniel and his friends did something that was remarkable. They went to God in prayer and God answered them. God came to the rescue, telling us that we can trust God with uncertainties and with our future. So, finally, God revealed the dream to King Nebuchadnezzar. And in Daniel 2, verse 24 to 36, um, Daniel went to the king and told him his dream and interpreted it and told him, O king, what you saw was a strange image like a human being with different parts of the body made of different metal. And, you know, below is the, the summary, Daniel was now like telling him, okay, you saw a great image, the head was of gold, the chest and arms were of silver, the belly and thighs were of bronze, the legs were of iron, the feet of iron and clay. Oh, by the way, before we continue, we have study materials that can help you study this more. Because we are doing this series as a devotional, we don't have enough time to exhaustively go into all of the details, but we are going to be doing the best that we can and keep praying for us and God would help us. But we have a platform on WhatsApp where we share materials that can help you study for that. We encourage you to also study for that. Read the Bible text yourself as we did in the book of Proverbs and it will help you better. Okay, so we go back. Daniel saw, um, Daniel told him, you king, you saw a head of gold, a chest and arm of silver, belly and ties of bronze, legs of iron, feet that is mixed with both iron and clay. And the king, after having told the king this dream, he went ahead and gave him the interpretation when you read from Daniel 2 verse 36 to verse 45. 
and um, you know immediately that Daniel told him thou O king you are the head of gold that the king who represented his kingdom Nebuchadnezzar Babylon was his head of gold and indeed you know history tells us and archaeological findings tells us that you know the kingdom of Babylon was a kingdom of gold it was saturated with gold you know it was saturated with affluence and, and beauty and pose and 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 majestical you know wonders you know so many wonders and Babylon as an empire as a world empire indeed existed between um, 605 BC to 538 BC for quite some time Babylon you know ruled and you know we're going to be identifying these other parts of the body of this image as we go on but Daniel 2 identified what the head of gold meant that it was an empire and this empire was Babylon as represented by its monarch Nebuchadnezzar but as we continue this series we are going to see okay then which kingdom is silver which kingdom is bronze which kingdom is iron and which kingdom is mixed with iron and clay because it's quite interesting because Daniel told the king that um, after you another kingdom will come after you that is even more inferior than you are and that kingdom will take over your kingdom and then the third kingdom which is even much more inferior than that will come against that and will take over so daniel was trying to tell the king that okay there will be a succession of world empires that babylon yes now seemed to be the world um, you know power but then an inferior kingdom as represented by silver and silver is inferior to gold in terms of um, you know quality and material uh, value economical value and it says an inferior kingdom will come and would overthrow you and become world power and even after that silver kingdom there will be a bronze kingdom and then there will be an iron kingdom and then there will be an iron mixed with clay kingdom now we already know what the gold kingdom is in daniel 2 it says it's babylon so all we just have to do as a bible student following a very historical biblical um, method of bible analogy we look okay since babylon is a world power we look at history or true even in the bible what next kingdom you know overthrew babylon and gained world dominance and the bible has all of the answers and history confirms just what the bible has said and it's interesting we're going to be discovering some of these things together but that was not all he told him that when you read from verse 41 to 45 that in the part of the feet mixed with iron and clay representing the condition of the world he says that these kingdoms will try to mix one to another but they shall not cleave to themselves and but what will happen was that a stone that was cut up without hand will come and destroy this image from the feet and you know and this stone shall then spread forth and become a great mountain representing the kingdom of god you know giving him the fact that in this last part of the image, the iron mixed with clay feet, you know, that is divided, trying to mix with each other, but they will not work. He says, in those days, Daniel continued to tell him that in those days of those kings, God himself will set out his own kingdom. And there were four characteristics to know what um, stage of what dominance or what condition this would be. When you read Daniel chapter 2, verse 41 to 44, it says that this kingdom will be divided, that the feet 
of iron and clay will be divided, but we retain some of the strength of the iron. When you read verse 41 of Daniel 2, the kingdom will be partly stronger, partly with Daniel 2, verse 42, or the kingdom will be a mixture, but they will not be truly united. When you read verse 43, and it says, This will be the last ruling world empire in whose time the God of the universe will set up his everlasting kingdom. In fact, this is interesting because it says that just when they are trying to unite into a world power but are failing, God himself will set up his own kingdom. And we know this according to Bible history that, you know, why the Bible says that the love of many will was cold, but in those days God will set up his own kingdom and that only means one thing, all through from Genesis to Revelation, it can only mean the second coming of Jesus Christ in this last day and age where man is trying desperately to unite all the powers that be, all the religions that be, but the more we try to call for unity and peace, the more chaos that we have in our society and God is saying that in such a time as this giving us a forewarning that indeed we are living in the end time of Bible prophecy in times like this very soon God will set up his own kingdom the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 says trust in the Lord with all of your heart do not depend on your own understanding seek his will in all you do and he will show you which part to take. My friend, listen to me. When we talk about faith, faith isn't the ability to believe long and far into the misty future. It's not about understanding all the mysteries of the future or the past or the past. Faith is taking God at his word. According to Johnny Erickson Tada, he says faith is taking God at his word and taking the next step. God revealed the future to Nebuchadnezzar. He revealed Nebuchadnezzar's dream to Daniel and Daniel told the king what would be and indeed just as God had told Daniel to the king the same way everything to the latter were fulfilled. Babylon was indeed overthrown by the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians as led by the general Cyrus and even the Medes and the Persians their empire did not last. They were finally overthrown by Alexander the Great of Greece and the Grecian Empire came into war dominance but even the Grecian Empire did not last forever. They were overthrown by the Roman Empire and the Roman Empire even stayed for a very long time down even right after a long time after the existence of Jesus, the birth and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and you can confirm that from the Gospels and the Apostolic writings. The Roman Empire existed for so long, but even their own kingdom did not last forever. They disintegrated into 10 different parts as, you know, represented by the 10 toes of this great image that Nebuchadnezzar saw. And even from that 10 disintegration, this, this Roman Empire, this Europe as we now know it has divided into more parts. And all over the world we have the, the EU and different bodies trying to call for peace. But the more we shout peace, peace, the more calamity overtakes us as the Bible says. But then the Bible still wants us, trust God with all of your heart 
and do not depend on your own understanding, friends. That's the only way we can face the misty future, taking God at his word and taking the next step that we know we should. Lessons from Daniel chapter 2 as I close. There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 2 verse 28 confirms that God reveals the secret. He reveals future. He knows. He holds our future in his hands. We can trust him. It is also God, the second lesson, God removes and sets up kings. God controls the affairs of the universe. Yes, he may look as if he's the devil that is in control in the midst of the chaos, but in the midst of stormy chaos and disorder, God is still the one who pilots the affairs of humanity, especially the affairs of the life of those who trust in him. Third lesson, the kingdom of God is the stone that filled the earth when you read Daniel 2 verse 44 to 45. And this stone kingdom ushers in a new world order that, you know, philosophers and scientists are looking for in vain and hoping for a kind of like a utopia that will never come because God has already promised that he will bring this world to an end. But he will establish his own kingdom and his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom. You know, I leave you with one of the words of one of my favorite authors who said, and White said that um, in reviewing our past history, having traveled over every step of advance to our present standing, she said, I can say, praise God, hallelujah. As I see what God has wrought, I am filled with astonishment and with confidence in Christ as leader. Praise God. And, and she made this famous quote that has been popularized by many preachers where she said, we have nothing to fear for the future. Hallelujah. We have nothing to fear for the future except we shall forget the way the Lord has led us and his teachings in our past history. I read that again. We have nothing. You have nothing to fear, my friend, for the future. Except we shall forget the way the Lord has led us and his teachings in our past history. God showed Nebuchadnezzar the vision of the future. And every single details that God gave fulfilled to the latter. There is a declaration in your life too. And if you could but just trust God to do just what he says, the good that he says he will do, you are safe in his hands. Friend, your future is safe with God. Your career is safe with God. Your job is, you don't have to soil your hand. Your relationship is safe with God. You can trust him. You can trust him. Believe him. Believe his word. Oh God, having faith is easier said than done. In a world that is filled with so many uncertainties, Lord, teach us to number our days. Teach us to apply our heart unto wisdom, O God. Increase our faith. Help our unbelief, O Jesus. Help us to trust in your word. Help us to bask in the knowledge of the Holy One. Father in heaven, we look forward to your kingdom of stone. Your kingdom, which is an everlasting kingdom, we pray that on, the, on that last day we will not be crushed by, by that kingdom, but we will be found surrendered even now, that that day we will be part of those who inherit, who will join in reigning with you together in heaven, knowing that 
all of the empires of this world will one day pass away, but the word of God, the kingdom of God, will stand forever. Lord, may this hope, you know, keep us throughout today and even tomorrow. Help us to understand your word better. We may have not exhausted explaining Daniel 2 as best as we could or we should, but dear Father, may the Holy Spirit explain it to us by and by. But until then, help us, O Jesus, help us, O Jesus, to take you at your word and take the next step as best as we should. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and have a beautiful day. Tomorrow we continue.